The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. All right, Moxie. If we are going to do an intro this week, we have to be on our best behavior. Why? Because I think our listeners liked last week. I I got some complaints. From who? Well, from you mainly. But Name also, one person. Moxie Ann. Besides me. Other people who spoke to me in confidence. So, we're going to do the intro, and we're going to be nice to each other, okay? I do not agree. You don't agree with being nice to each other? No. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see how this goes. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're my best friend. With two of my best friends, Moxie. So we're we're not going to kiss then? And Romy <laughs> Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, the industrious Moxie Ann and the amusing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Ruben J. Dollar in the jar. Let's try this again. <laughs> Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Ruben J. Is that better? Dollar in the jar. <laughs> Last time. And if this doesn't work out, then you're fired. Okay. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Moxie Ann. Damn it! <laughs> I had something really good, too. Uh, all right. Let's try it again. Dollar in the jar. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about friendship and taco. Nope. Nope. You're almost there. This is what happens when you make me do it nine times. That's what she said. Hasn't been nine yet. Oh, Welcome to You're My Best nope, Friend, nope, a podcast nope, nope, about life, nope, friendship, nope, and tacos. Nope. Why can't I do it? Nope. I just muted you. People can't hear you right now. Well, they might be able to hear you in the stream, right? I don't know. We'll find out. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> Listen here, lady, 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 lady. All right, for reals this time. Who is it? Wow. <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to you, my best friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Was that so hard? Was it so hard to thank me? All I was trying to do was get you to thank me. I had a conversation with HR last night, and I'm not allowed to say things anymore. Who's HR? The people don't need to know that. 
What? The people don't need to know who HR is, but you know who HR is. I. Is it my mom? Shh. <laughs> Moxie, what's going on? I, you know, life, things, tacos, stuff. This is a great yeah. intro. I mean, we're just, we're killing it right now. I know. I mean, this is. What's going on with you? This is what the people tune in for. The people are rioting. <laughs> lady, lady, lady. <laughs> Something good. Go, go, go. Okay. Why do we have to be so hurried all the time now? Well, because we're three and a half minutes into this and we haven't said anything of substance. Okay, fine. Something good. This week, a first grader launched her own foundation to help feed homeless people. Her name is Paris Williams. She's six years old. And she launched a nonprofit foundation called Paris Cares to feed the homeless in her area. Um, it was inspired. Her daughter's inspiration was a uh, book by Carrie Chadwick. Wait, no. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Dollar in the jar. The book was called One Boy's Magic. And this boy gets like magical powers and he uses them to feed homeless people and she was reading books at school one day about giving and she came home and she was like i want to give to the homeless what can we do to help the homeless and she wanted to help the homeless like the little boy in the book did and so she assembled and delivered more than 500 care packages containing food and other uh, essential items like toothbrushes socks things like that to downtown st louis homelesses home home <laughs> Joe, are you okay? I'm having a strong... um, To downtown St. Louis homeless groups and 250 meals to essential workers. And then she drew a picture and wrote messages on each one of the packages so that all of the people would create a personal connection. Um, So, yeah, I thought that that was adorable and amazing. And what were you doing in first grade? I mean, I wasn't doing that. Uh, in first grade, I actually started my own organization, uh, feeding homeless dogs. What was it called? It was called Bark for You. Where did your funding come from? I didn't get any funding. Did you feed any dogs? My own. That's not the same thing. It. It is, actually. It's well, and apparently thing. Paris is a budding entrepreneur because she wants to hold a hot food drive this Thanksgiving for the homeless, and she wants to start a Christmas toy fund for kids in need. So, serial entrepreneur, look out. I don't, I don't think that's – I think you're, I think the word you're looking for is philanthropist. That, too. Because I don't think you can be an entrepreneur if you're just giving your money away. Serial philanthropist. <laughs> phil, 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 fill in the blank. <laughs> Cereal we're, fill in the blank. We're we're playing Mad Libs now. Mm-hmm. Why are you drinking your drink so weird? Cause I I have a hydro flask. I found it under Elaine's bed. <laughs> Who's Elaine? You know my roommate, kind of. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? No, that's SpongeBob. That's I had a lot of ice cream before we did this. I can tell. <laughs> No wonder it took you so long to log on today. You weren't you weren't setting up. You were eating ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I uh, what did I say to Brad earlier? I, I don't said know. I wasn't there. 
he was like saying something really nice about me. And I was like, yeah, that must be why I'm pouring hot fudge directly into a carton of ice cream. Yeah. Do you need help? So much. <laughs> Eating the ice cream is what I meant. No, I already finished it. Oh. So how did that gym session work out for you? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm super excited for uh, this week's episode, Moxie, and I hope you are as well. I'm excited for bunnies. There are no bunnies here. Why not? Well, she left the bunnies at home. Why? Why would she do that? Because of coronavirus. I don't understand. Where are the bunnies? Where are the turtles? I don't like it when you're hyper. It's fun. I like this. I, I don't. The, the energy level's not matching up here. Usually I'm the one who has to like be entertaining, and you're like, ah, turtles, bunnies, potato salad. Well, you, potato salad? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? All right. Good job. Good job talking back. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this right now, uh, that means that you have somehow f- stumbled upon our podcast, and we would love... For you to share this podcast with a friend. We would. We and would especially love it if you shared it with an enemy. Because they might actually click on it. Good job. Good job responding. There's no logic there. Why not? Don't send a podcast called You're My Best Friend to an enemy. It's a Jedi mind trick. Nope. Don't like that. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, if you like this podcast and you think we do a good job. Even if you don't, even if you think we do a terrible job. Why would they send it to somebody if they think we do a terrible job? That's what you do. If you think we're doing a terrible job, send this podcast to your enemy then. That's true. So if you like it, send it to a friend. If you hate it, send it to an enemy. And if you really, really, really don't like it, send it to that weird aunt who is always flirting with you. And if you really, 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 really don't like it, send it to the political candidate you're not voting for. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And if you really, 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 really don't like it, send it to Moxie Ann because she never listens anyway. What? 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 What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> Where am I? I'm Joe hey, Biden's husband. Way. Oh, what? 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 By the way, what? Hey, so by the way, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far in, we're about 10 minutes in now. And we're sorry. Um, what? I said we're sorry if you've made it this we far. Are, we are sorry. If you are this far in and you actually like it, um, I want to encourage you to check out our Amazon link down in the episode oh, description we got, below. We, we got canceled by Amazon. We did? Yeah. Wait, really? Almost, because people haven't been buying stuff from our Amazon link. Oh, my gosh. Go click the Amazon link. Hey, we, we even have suggestions of stuff for you to buy. Like, you can go and you can buy Woody's book called You Are the Rockstar. Yeah. Available at the link down below. You can buy the person who's on this show's book today as well. Yeah, and you'll want to get their book. Oh, you froze there. 
Uh, what? You froze for a second. Like, their book. Oh. It was really weird. Uh, of course, if you want to support the show indirectly and you don't have any money to, to, to buy stuff, uh, you can always just go over to our Facebook page. Uh, you can head over to uh, actually, is, do we have a link? We do have a link, right? It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash life friendship tacos. Go and sign up. Join our group right now. Join our group and post your taco pictures and we will repost them and give you credit. Because who doesn't like that? Sometimes. Sometimes. I think I've gotten everybody so far who's posted. Sometimes. I'm pretty sure. Sometimes they, it waits a week. They see. Well, because the, the thing is, people tend to post their photos at nighttime on Tuesdays because, like, people are eating dinner. But I post in the daytime. So I usually post the tacos from the week before. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? The other thing is, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform, but also give us a five-star review on Facebook. I think we only have a couple. And honestly, I forgot that that was a thing. It is a thing. And it helps us out a lot. If you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it helps get the show in front of other people. So just go... Give us a five-star review. Even if you don't like us, just give us a five-star review. Do you it. You don't have to say anything good about us, but you no. should. Yeah. And with hey, that being... You, and you don't have to say anything at all. A lot of people would benefit if nothing was said. You know, that should be the political debate this year. Is <laughs> we have both candidates standing on stage, somebody asking questions, and neither one of them answering them. That sounds great. Just 90 minutes of silence. Honestly, though, I'd vote. I'd vote for that. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are going to jump into our first commercial break, and when we come back, you will be joined by our guest this week, uh, who has a new song that's out now called "Nico Nico." Moxie, who's our guest? Our guest is a phenomenal blonde whose name sounds like Mickey. It is Mickey. I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with Mickey besides Hickey, and that's not good. Mickey, Nicky, Sicky, Dicky, Picky, oh. Pricky. Sticky. Everybody said sticky. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. She's awesome. Anyway. You'll want to listen to this episode. It was really cool. And go download her song. We'll be back in just a few short seconds, minutes, eh, about a minute and a half. <coughs> that interesting it wasn't directly into the mic yeah and we're not in the same room this time so I don't need to spray you and my camera still isn't working with the monster alright we're going back bye well Moxie it's that time of the show Yes, it is. We, we bring people on to talk about things, and that's what we're about to do. It's <laughs> a very good description of a podcast, Ruben. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I've been doing this for like 15 years, wow. 10 years, 9 years, whatever wow. it's been. How old are you? Uh, I am old enough. Let's, <laughs> we'll stick with that. Uh, I'm I like super, that answer. <laughs> I'm super excited to have this guest on. Uh, she has her own podcast, and I'm going to probably be a guest on it coming up pretty soon at some point in the near future uh we have a solidified date to record it but we don't know uh, i don't know when it's coming out so anyway uh she has an album out uh called of vinyl 
uh, please welcome Kendra Mickey. Kendra, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on today. I love this album art. Thank you. This is really, yeah, really incredible, actually. So um, I got that photo um, in Denver, Colorado, at this place called the um, Cathedral of Cannabis. Um, so it's a cathedral that has been changed into more, more or less like a light show where they have like a bunch of paintings on the inside. Uh, the paintings are done by this French artist. I did not I- intake any cannabis during the the, sh- <laughs> the shoot of the photo, um, but it's a very spiritual place and like people go in the, and lounge and they even have live music there sometimes. So I was actually in town in, in Denver for a Red Rock show nice. and took that photo while I was there. Did you play at Red Rocks? Uh, I will. Oh my yes, God. Yes, definitely. That's like one of my favorite places ever and definitely something on my vision board right above my bed. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, Red Rocks is actually, I've been there before to, uh, oddly enough, to watch a movie, because they do movie yeah. showings out there yeah. too. Um, but when I met my boyfriend, he was like, yeah, one of the places on my bucket list is Red Rocks. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's so great. The acoustics are really wonderful because they like bounce off the rocks that so are just like right there by the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Is that the venue where the Goo Goo Dolls played that one show where it was raining the whole time? Mm. That's a good question. I'm not sure. However, I have been to some shows there where it starts raining and they pretty much keep playing the show. Actually, I was there for Railroad Earth uh, a few years back and right in the middle of one of their songs where they're talking about lightning, this big crack of lightning happens and then it starts hailing. And it was also during the harvest moon. So the moon was just like right behind the stage, just like the biggest I've seen the moon ever. It was like right there. Um, And they stopped the concert for like 15 minutes and then proceeded. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of my favorite like concerts to watch is, is the one where the Goo Goo Dolls where they're like, it's literally raining and they're still playing and like they're playing Iris and I'm like, but your guitars, you guys, your guitars. <laughs> oh, right. Also yeah. like electrical hazard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, anyway, th- this is incredible. I want, I want to show the camera this, to this real quick. This, this, the back of this is also very artistic as well. So, uh, go and, and pick up this album, download it, uh, on the internets as well. Uh, you're also an author. We're gonna talk about all that here in just a second, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I am, I'm intrigued by, we were just talking about this earlier. I'm legitimately like intrigued by the persona that you are. Because I've listened, <laughs> I've listened to two the two podcasts that you've put out. Mm-hmm. You know, one with our good friend Matt Kilgore, yeah, uh, and then your introductory podcast. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, dude, this girl's got like a Joe Rogan vibe. Oh, you know, where it's like <laughs> you're just talking, and then it's like it's like a conversation that can go anywhere. And yeah. then you also have this like uh, folky vibe musically, but you also written a book, and it's just mm-hmm. like. It's an intriguing thing. So my, I guess the question to start out with is how do you focus on any project when you're so like, like such an intriguing figure, (laughs) just like all over the place. Um, I think that's the way that I focus is I really thrive on like, I, I say it's like this. It's like when people are going for like a marathon run, you know how they have all the people with cups of water on the side where you're just like, you keep running. You just like take a sip, take a sip. That's how I am with my projects is I just keep running, work a little bit on this, work a little bit on that one poetry, poetry just flows through me. Cause it's just like emotional things come up and I'm like, all right, we got to seal this deal real quick. And then I'll write the poem. Those become songs. Then I'll go over to the podcast. The way that I started the podcast was I just felt like I needed an outlet to be able to like speak some of the stuff on my mind. And like, I had this conversation with a friend, uh, my friend, Will in Portland, 
and we talked on the phone for like two and a half hours about like music, life, politics. And I was like, wow, if we would have recorded this, this would have been a podcast that I could like send to print immediately. So then I was like, wait, that's awesome. And it allows for me to have like a space where I can talk about stuff that's not necessarily kosher to talk about as a singer songwriter who's putting myself out there like, mm. hey, you guys, hashtag follow if I'm like sharing some of my personal views right yeah. there on my Instagram. I just was looking for another medium to be able to share the more elaborate parts of who I am and stuff like that. That's amazing. That yeah. is such a good idea. Um, and, and I really love that because like as an artist <laughs> myself, like I, I feel like when artists speak, when they have something to actually say, people either get upset because they're like, mm -hmm. oh no, we don't want you to sing. Or then that becomes their platform. It's like you either yeah. are about issues or you're not about issues. And you know, it's, it's hard as an artist to have a voice, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, it's like, I had a revelation just when you were saying that it's like this amount of comfort, comfortability is like, forsaken with a lot of the messages that I have like a lot of the messages that I have about vulnerability and like going to these deep kind of dark places and coming back triumphant and like figuring out those pathways so other people can then read my work and then go oh I've been through that too oh that's how I can think about that thought process or, or that kind of trauma that went on um yeah that's cool yeah yeah you know I, I it's interesting because like what you, what you were saying Moxie was you know artists have this like it's a binary thing it seems like where it's like you, you either speak up about whatever's going on in the world or you don't uh, -huh. uh you know and half your audience is going to agree with you half your audience doesn't agree with you and, and, and i'm not just talking about like political it's like yeah. anything like you could literally like <laughs> post a picture and be like oh yeah chick-fil-a is the best chicken sandwich out there best chicken sandwich ever yeah and then <laughs> someone's gonna be like no popeyes and someone's gonna be like no kfc and someone's gonna be someone from then like there's an article from tmz that's like oh my gosh kendra likes Chick-fil-A, yeah. she must also, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're closed on Sundays and that brings in a lot of religious implications. Yeah, and yeah, then, exactly. then someone someone from like, you know, the South is gonna be like, no, actually my grandma makes the best chicken sandwich ever. <laughs> and we're just like, listen, bro. Like, like somebody's just saying that they enjoy this chicken sandwich. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I commend you for like being willing to open up about this too because so many people are afraid to even talk about the vulnerabilities. I mean, mm -hmm. think about, think about the, the, Think about if someone like Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington mm -hmm. would have opened up more about their depression mm -hmm. and what their thoughts were. And somebody else would have been like, dude, I go through that same right. thing. Like, mm -hmm. let me talk to you. Let me help you. Like, let's, t let's work through, like, it could be a game changer for people right. if, if you just opened up, you know? And so, uh, you seem like you have a thought about that. Like, well, you, go for it. you mentioned to, um, you know, songwriters, two musicians who are very dear to my heart. Um, Linkin Park is like one of the, the most dearest bands to my heart. It's my mom's favorite band. So that's, that's also another reason. So, so upset when I heard about Chester Bennington, I also feel like there was a lot like, um, beaming like under the surface for them. Some stuff that like also was brought up that caused certain things. I, it's, a, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy yeah. to see them go so soon. Yeah. Absolutely. And and yeah. to think that, you know, another person who obviously left way too soon, Robin Williams. Yeah. People knew he was suffering with, with depression, but they were too afraid to, to say anything like people close to him, you right. know, and then, but he was also too afraid to, to say anything himself that could have possibly opened up an opportunity for somebody to reach out and, yeah. and help him, you know, or even have that conversation of like, you know, how many times do we have that conversation with somebody where we're like, oh yeah, this sucks. And someone's like, oh, but if you ever need to talk about it, call me. Right. 
you know, like, like I feel like, I feel like if you're an artist, like you should have that vulnerability to a certain degree as well. For sure. So the, the way that I started to like really break through some of that, um, like to have some of that confidence with some of the things that I was saying is that I realized I would be more uncomfortable not sharing the stuff that would come up to mind. So I'd be like, mm. maybe, maybe like socially anxious or not knowing what to say. And then I'd be in a situation and I was like, well, if I'm not coming up in my head with, oh, you should say this next, or like, maybe I should say this next, or like, this would be a good conversation starter, then I can actually connect with the person. And maybe I won't say anything that's philosophically the most interesting thing that this person has heard all day, but I'll be able to connect with them. And then that will establish at least like an energetic uh, feel where we can communicate on that level. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, just a couple of episodes ago, we had a guy named Bob Bradley come on the show. Um, and honestly, I keep referencing this podcast because it was probably one of my favorites. But yeah. uh, he wrote a book about doing, P he's a PR guy, mm -hmm. uh, public, re public relations for musicians. And he wrote a book about that. And I asked him, like, what is your advice for musicians during this time? Like, yeah. during 2020, uh, this year of hell, like, what do we do? <laughs> and one of the things he said was, like, just put out content and mm -hmm. as a musician, as a, a creative, just like put out content and don't be afraid to be vulnerable because honestly, and yeah. I think that, you know, we were talking off air before this podcast started about like how Taylor Swift's new album is very indie and it's very different from yeah. what she's done in the past. And like, just people don't want a big, huge production right now. They want you to be mm -hmm. real and vulnerable and open. And there's so much, I think there's so much forgiveness and if there's anything good to come out of 2020, it's going to be forgiveness for being yeah. yourself. Yeah. I like that. Authenticity yeah. and, and so much of like being on the same playing field with, with everyone and everything. I mean, it's just like super kind of crazy that overnight we can have our whole society, just like Western civilizations, like <laughs> Western civilization, no longer, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like <laughs> we are at the standstill and I'm thinking, all right, it'll only be two more weeks. Okay. Only three more weeks. Okay, great. So we'll book, we'll book virtual shows for the next 10 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be that. Yeah. And this, this is the, this is how it is now, I guess. That is an interesting thing. Like, cause this all was, oh, 15 days, yeah. you know, oh, 15 more days. Oh, through the summer, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, through the election. And then, you know, November, November 4th, it's all going to change, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever happens there. Uh, we're not in a crisis, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but then part of me is like, this is how fundamental change happens sometimes, yeah. you know, like, like sometimes you wake up and things are different, mm -hmm. you know, like, could this possibly be something that like in 10 years where that's actually more of a normal thing is instead of buying a ticket to go see a show live consistently mm -hmm. that you're like reserving a spot for a, a live stream. Like, mm. like that's a, kind of a scary thought as well. I, I think it's been super beneficial. I think that once things open back up, we will, we will shuffle into those places and we will be all hot and sweaty in the mosh pits. And I will ask the person next to me for a drink. I used to do this at concerts all the time. I was like, I am resilient. I am immune to everything. I used to go to concerts and be like, I don't want to lose my place in the middle of this set. And I'd say, Hey, can I have a sip of your drink? And mm -hmm. it's like, I'm yeah. looking back on that now. I'm like, that's crazy that I used to do stuff like that. But I think that we'll be resilient. We'll go back out there when, when we're allowed to, but I think it's also been super beneficial for the reasoning that artists now have so many places to perform. Yeah. There's so many platforms, so many stages, so many people watching 
on live stream, watching online, which is converting to numbers for like social media, converting to numbers for the podcast. I just, you know, started, started streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible too. Cause now's the time, like, I think back in the, the day, like six months ago, you know, an artist would do a live stream and people are like, oh yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to see you in concert in a couple of weeks. Do I really want to uh -huh. spend an hour with you on a live stream? <laughs> you know, but yeah. then it's like, wait, this might be the only time I get to see them is mm -hmm. on a live stream. So I'm going to tune into this live stream. Right. I think it's like, we've completely fundamentally shifted the way people consume content. I think, uh, before yeah. we jump into the next portion of the show though, we do have signature questions. So, uh, Moxie, go ahead and do signature question number uno. Yeah. So this is a fun question. Uh, this podcast is based around three uh, pillars, if you will, yeah. <laughs> of life, friendship, and tacos. So, mm. uh, so the first question, signature question number one is, what is your favorite taco? Um, I actually was prepped for this. Matt told me about the taco question, but you're in luck. I do know my favorite tacos. So my favorite taco, um, at least in California, is at Duke's Malibu. I just realized y'all have a Duke's in Huntington Beach as we well. Do out on the pier, yeah. On the Taco Tuesdays, get the fried fish tacos. Um, I like to get a little bit of the extra crema sauce and some sriracha. Ooh. So good. So, so sriracha. good. And a lime, too, for the fish tacos. Oh, you definitely want a lime. Um, as well as I like in Denver, Colorado, they've got machete. At machete, I like the langosta taco. So it's going to be a lobster, buttery lobster taco. Ooh. Is machete, is that Danny Trejo's place? I don't know. Uh, um, no, that's pinche tacos. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we've eaten those tacos before. Tacos, tequila, whiskey. Those are so good. I, I really like their tacos too. One off the top of my head would be their breakfast taco with like fried chicken and an easy egg with some hollandaise sauce. Oh my gosh. Damn, she knows her tacos. Yeah, I do. This girl yeah. is well versed in tacos. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had somebody on here who's had so many suggestions for tacos. I've got a fourth one, the Choco Taco. Yes. <laughs> you know, that was my go-to uh, ice cream as a kid. Yeah. But now, no longer. What's your go-to ice cream now? Uh, Haagen-Dazs uh, Creme de Leche. Okay. Yeah, I eat the whole thing in like one sitting. <laughs> but I, I like to let it melt a little bit. Oh. And then I mix, like, then I kind of like turn it into more of a yogurty thing. Oh my gosh. It's really good. That is good. And then I put like a, like a, like a half a gallon of caramel in it. I mean, I am such a healthy person, so. It's 2020. All right, that's the other true. way. Right, right. Are you fat shaming me? Is that what's going on? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just, just concerned. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm uh, offended. Thank you. I mm -hmm. appreciate that. Yeah. You started a podcast and you wrote a, you wrote a, two books and you're on your third book right now yeah uh, the first book is called the uh politics of yeah of what the politics of and then it's by kendra mickey that's me the politics of kendra mickey so the politics of came about in like college or whatever i was writing a lot and i was just like i should start a blog so i titled it the politics of kendra because little did i know at the time but there's politics in freaking everything. So um, I was thinking, you know, these are the components of me. These are the facets that make me up um, through poetry and the name kind of stuck. And I like the fact that I more or less do touch on politics in a certain amount of ways. Um, my main go-to thing is just like 
as long as everybody makes their own opinion and, and is researched on their own, then, then I think they can form their own perspective. Um, but yeah, that book is, um, it's a collection of poems, one act plays and philosophical essays. Starting from when I started writing poetry at age 14, I put all those together to compose somewhat of an abstract memoir. Um, it's over 300 pages as well. That's impressive. Thanks. That's yeah. Like seriously. Wow. Thanks. If you happen to be watching the video version of this podcast that may or may not be launched at this point. We're <laughs> working on it. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. Uh, it, it, I have it on the screen, the politics of it's on Amazon. Uh, of course, that means you can use our Amazon link in the description down below to purchase the book. We will also have the link in the description of this episode, so you can go there I and check it out just, as well. I literally just said that. I'm sorry. It'll I also be, the link will also be in the description of the episode. <laughs> can we turn that into a t-shirt too? <laughs> sorry. So just to be clear, the, the link will be in the description down below. Wait, so the link's going to be in the description, right? The description will be in the link. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. <laughs> and if I click it, it'll take me where? Amazon? Amazon. Have you heard of that? I have. Okay, it's cool. It's in the, the jungle, it's, right? It's yeah. It's, it's a like down south. It's a it's a place where there's a bunch of of trees with books hanging on them. Oh wow! Yeah, books wow. do grow on trees. Technically speaking, though, that was a what a better world it would be if books grew on trees. Yeah, <laughs> but they literally never mind, never mind. So. <laughs> So I, I zoned out there for a second. You said that you, this was kind of a quasi memoir for yourself? A quasi abstract memoir because it's a series of poems and um, writing pieces from over 10 years of my life. So by the way that I just like formatted the book, it kind of became like kind of a guide for at least like not numerically, but chronologically, it became a guide from where I started the poetry to the cap on that book. Interesting. I'm actually working on a memoir right now. Too. Was, okay, so you because I, I think I you mentioned that in your in your first podcast. Yeah. Um. So for somebody, because here's the thing, you're you're young, you know, like Thanks. you're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're compliment <laughs> taken. I mean, it wasn't meant to be a compliment; it's meant to oh. be the truth. It is okay, like, cool. Um, you know, because it's like anyway, I'm not going to say how old I think you are, but <laughs> but it's like. Have you lived enough life to write a, a memoir? Um, yeah, I've been through some weird, interesting stuff. Um, a lot of traveling, lots of concerts, um, just like interesting perspectives. Um, I started acting at age four in the theater. And so I think I've always had this observer mindset to like witness little character traits and witness little things that are happening in the scene, but they're really mm. happening in real life. So I just like grew up observing everything. So it's a lot of like, it's almost like... Um, you know how like screenplays and movies can be about someone's whole life, but it's just like a brief clip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's very interesting because you get all that story right there. Um, it's going to be kind of like that. And I do have the intention of turning it into a screenplay and then playing myself at whatever age I am. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds well, like Kendraception. <laughs> <laughs> and just looking at this too, like I'm looking at um, the politics of, and it says pieces written primarily in Houston, Texas, Malibu, mm -hmm. California, Venice Beach, uh, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Like, just even looking at that, like you've traveled a heck of a lot. I grew up in Houston, Texas. Then I moved to California to attend Pepperdine University, um, then, which is in Malibu. And then I moved to Venice Beach for a year and a half. A lot of the books like meet as well as, uh, as far as like how I think about things um, happened in Venice Beach. And then I moved to Denver for two years. Wow. 
What made you move to Denver? Soul Searching. Nice. Yeah. They have a really good music scene there, too. They do. Yeah. yeah. My best friend lives out in Denver. I, I love that area. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, I'm not your best friend? You know what? We've had this talk. This is news to me. <laughs> I apologize for being so loud. Right. I'm, I'm offended. Thank you. Because I thought I was your best friend. Oh. Well, mm. yeah. <laughs> Can we just sit here in silence for like five seconds yeah. to make it awkward? I think we have to. Best five seconds ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be like, like in 20 years when they look back at greatest podcast moments ever, this is going to be at least top 1 million. The silent podcast. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we should start that. I like uh, five seconds of silence because it's like five seconds of summer, but not. It's just better. This summer feels like it's gone by in five seconds. Yeah. It's August tomorrow. What the heck? That's the weird thing about what's going on right now is because because yeah. at the same time, it feels like time is frozen. Yep. But then- it's like this all started in really in March? November, but like oh, the craziness yeah, yeah. started in March. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, like how do we get from March to August and like half of America is still shut down? Like yeah. it's, just, I know. it's just crazy to, th- to think about that. Yeah. Um, let's briefly, um, if we can, I, there's so much to talk about here. I know. Like, I, I feel like, I know. I feel like the beauty of, of Kendra is that she's so all over the place and like I'm, I'm the I'm the same way. I think multifaceted is the word you're looking sure, for. Sure, I don't I don't I don't do well with words. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I'm the same way. Like like I that's the way my brain works as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I I don't like to focus on one thing ever at a time. Mm-hmm. Just ask her. Mm-hmm. Um, so cute. I want to go back to something earlier where you were talking about uh, the picture that you took here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned, in, in case anyone's watching again, I'm holding up the uh, the album art for uh, of vinyl, uh, the new album by Kendra and the Bunnies. You can go and download that anywhere music is downloaded, mm-hmm. correct? Um, you said something, you said that this, this was in the uh, Cathedral of Cannabis, yeah. but you didn't inhale. Well, I was with my mom and okay. I was, I was t- doing a photo shoot. No comment. Okay. No comment. <laughs> I am 420 friendly. All right, cool. So let's get some of that marijuana. Out <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, pull a total Joe Rogan here. No, I, I was just Send curious. Send in the lobsters. <laughs> I was just curious because it's like, you know, I think of that like, I kind of assume that you were just kind of the vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just like, why would you go there and not? Well, so I just knew the the artwork was going to be beautiful. And that particular one, I knew that I could get this like spiritual look where I've, I've, Cause it's, I'm sitting on a church pew and I grew up in Christianity and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with religion, but it has to do with the fact that I think very in depth, I feel like there's a higher power, the universe, you know, big man in the sky, constantly taking care of me and stuff like that. And I wanted to dwell on some, dwell on some of those feelings because in order for me to really like self-actualize and go after my dreams, I had to trust so much because there were so many naysayers. It was, it was crazy. I mean, I've been, I've been performing since I'm four acting since I was four years old. Like, um, I'm going to go be a singer songwriter in Los Angeles. And everyone's like, are you sure you want to do that? Has anyone ever told you you're any good? Can you play? Can you sing? And I'm like, y'all, I've been doing this my whole life. I don't understand. So I think I was projecting in some facets or and not projecting in some facets as well. So I wanted to get that like in-depth kind of feeling of like, this is so important to me. So it's in a church as well as to bring in um, the piece of graffiti, not graffiti, the piece of art behind me. It has the rainbow on the album cover. It has a rainbow and then some stars underneath that. And I think that's really telling of like, 
um, my next album as well. But this messaging that I have where we are all one, America is important. Hmm. You know, we are all one. We have the ability to heal. We have so much like spiritual basis to work from in America, but America is important. I mean, we're, we're the new world. I mean, we've, we started a place where people can move to and completely become the person they want to be and accomplish the American dream. My favorite writer, one of my favorite writers, Hunter S. Thompson writes in Fear and Loathing, Fear and Loathing. He's like, we were looking for the American dream. And he's just like, talks about how it's like, you can't find it. It's like this elusive thing. And I just, you know, think that that's, something that we should continue to pursue that we have a country that people can come here and build their tomorrow yeah yeah I, you know that, that's such a loaded statement you know because like we can't find the american dream but yet everyone's living it to a certain mm-hmm. degree you know mm-hmm. and regardless of the situation going on across the country you know there's there's a lot of uh america's not a perfect nation you know, like, like, and that's evident in our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the founding fathers wanted to, you know, create a more perfect union, yeah. uh, which means that while we continuously strive for that perfection, we're, we're also the country that's like changed the world, yeah. Yeah. you know, like no, no time before were you able to be born into poverty and die a billionaire, Yeah, you know, wow. no time before were you able to you know, just be a girl with a guitar and become, you know, almost a billionaire, you know, musician, singer, songwriter, Mm -hmm. businesswoman, Mm -hmm. influencer, you know, no other time before America was there really a place to, to build a Facebook, you know, the the technology wasn't there either, but you know, (laughs) like, like the only thing in the 1700s stopping them (laughs) was technology. But, but you know, the, the point is, is like, like, 200 years ago, the American dream was freedom, you know? Well, it was freedom for, from prosec- persecution. Yeah. R- religiously, yeah, whatever. from oppression. Yeah, you know? But then now, yeah. Amer- the American dream has evolved to still be freedom, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, you know, freedom from, from shackles, even though 150 years ago it was, mm-hmm. you know? Today, it's more of like creative freedom, yeah. you know? Financial freedom. Uh, freedom from judgment, freedom from, you know, oppression based off of the way you look, the way Mm -hmm. you talk, the way you, you know, the way you do your hair, you know, being able to say, hey, you know what, this podcast in a sense is the American dream, right? you know, because I can sit here and say whatever I want. You can say whatever you want. She can say whatever she wants and people listen to it and we make money doing it. Yeah. You know, so to say that, you know, it's, so it's an interesting thing. Like what I'm saying is like the American yeah. dream is like, you can it's define right it yourself. Right. You know, like it's that whole concept of, yeah. maybe we can talk about this more on your podcast because I think we'll have a little bit more time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a <laughs> whole, it's a whole concept of like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're walking in like pitch darkness, mm-hmm. you can only see as far as your flashlight love allows that you. Analogy, love it. You yeah. know, and that's kind of the American dream. Yeah. Because you can only, the American dream is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, and if that American dream is getting a degree, once you graduate, you've achieved that American, that yeah. version of the American dream and that next, and it can evolve. It can change, yeah. you know, like just because you've, you know, just because Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook and became a billionaire doesn't mean that's his end goal. 
Right. Like his next thing could be, you know. I, I also want to mention too, like just because something's been made before doesn't mean that you can't, that do, there's also the another thing that can be made. Like sometimes I'll hear a song and I'm like, that's, you know, if you hear Stairway to Heaven for the first time, you're like, okay, perfect. They nailed it. We'll never, ever write a song for the rest of existence. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. But like Facebook, then Instagram came along, then TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, they're all different, but they're all the same. And yeah. so yeah. people can make that same kind of idea, but put their own spin on it too. As long as there's a hard work, dedication, and professionalism in it. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into- One Sam's more time for the people in the back. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into- Did we do signature question number two yet? No, no we didn't. Let's do signature question number all two. All right. All right. So- Number uh, dos. Maybe Matt clued you in on this as well. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. I'm going to kill that guy. Please don't kill him. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, signature question number two. If you had a life quote, what would it be? Oh, right, right. Oh, I'm so glad he clued me in on these. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm going to give you two of my favorite quotes um, or a couple of them because like a lot of them would end up being Grateful Dead lyrics. Um, But okay, so the two that come to mind are um, nothing of me is original. I'm the combined effort of everybody I've ever known. That's from Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk. I really like, like that idea. And it's been, it's been very prevalent to me um, through a new like series of spiritual development I'm going through where, you know, I talked about projection earlier, but like I am all the different elements of people who have helped me along the way and vice versa. The other one is, okay, I didn't think of this one. Um, the, the other one is by Walt Whitman, um, who is a poet that I absolutely love. And he says, um, um, they, well, so he says, they are not me, myself. Trippers and askers surround me, but they are not me, myself. So he says, the, my dress, my job, the people that surround me, the illness or good fate of my family or friends or me, the trippers and askers surround me, but they are not me, myself. Mm. So that's kind of picking up on the same thing of there's all these different components um, they inform who I am and yet they are not who I am. And that is also kind of the basis for the politics of, yeah, there are all, all these different elements of me, but I've been thinking like, what is self? Mm. It's an ever evolving abyss. Yeah. Yeah. I just went, cause I, I love Walt Whitman too. And I went and looked up just based on that. I went and yeah. looked up that quote. It's from a uh, song of myself. Mm-hmm. This is a, Gorgeous poem. Oh my gosh. Love it. Yeah. We'll put that link in the description as well. <laughs> just FYI. We'll just I feel like in it, the description? Th- there's one other quote that I was going to say, but I feel like it just came and went. Hey, if it comes back, just interrupt. Okay. Cool. That's, that's, cool. How, that's how we roll. Reach up and excellent. Yeah. yeah uh, the the universal. that book off the tree. Yeah. The, yeah. the universal sign for I want to talk is just like kind of do this. And then. Okay, cool. <laughs> but because I just keep talking, no one ever stops me. Uh, non stop. Yeah. so let's talk about this album a little bit more um because obviously i've seen that you've been posting is it this album that you've been promoting so okay that's my debut album um i did re-release some singles from there so right now 
The first track, Gust and Dissolve, is on the charts. Um, last week, it was at number 38 on the digital radio charts. But basically, it simultaneously debuted at number 87 and number 48. It's nice. climbed the charts quite a bit. And I'm super excited about that. About almost a million people are hearing it a- across the world. That's awesome. Probably mainly in the U.S., but I know the statistics is almost like a million people are hearing it per week. Um, I'm really ecstatic about that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Thank congratulations. You. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you. My horoscope was saying when someone tries to give you a compliment um, this week, accept the compliments. Uh, oh. So thank you, and thank you very much. Anytime. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm always here to compliment you. <laughs> Your hair looks wonderful. Oh, my God. I love the earrings. <laughs> I'm just going to keep complimenting so I can keep hearing thank you. Uh, the compliment hour. <laughs> That's a good idea for a podcast. We used to, you know, we had an exercise. Uh, we had an exercise for I, I, my internship that I did in college. Um, and there was a thing that they did. They basically, they had everybody stand in a circle. Like, so like backs to the inside of the circle, Mm -hmm. there were like 20 of us and they had everybody stand in a circle. So facing out, so you couldn't see anybody. Uh And then, um, they Did Michelle do this? No, this was for the student union actually. Um, although Michelle would have done something like this too. Um, and they had you go to the inside of the circle and then um, stand with you, like, they had, like, three people go at once and stand uh-huh. with their eyes closed. Yeah. And then everybody on the outside of the circle had an opportunity. You know, you wouldn't know who they were, where it was coming from, but everybody had an opportunity to say something good about the person mm. on the inside. It was, they did that as, like, a team-building exercise, and it was really cool, especially because these weren't people that I was super close with. And yeah. so hearing it from somebody who, like, you know, oh, wow, I had no idea you could think that about somebody. Yeah. You know? That's so nice. See, I did that same exercise with them, and when they all started talking about me, it just went dead silent. What? <laughs> like that? <laughs> no. I just relived the moment. Oh, you're going to relive that I'm moment like over and over. I'm totally kidding. That didn't Don't happen. believe a word he says. <laughs> B- believe every word I say at the same time. I think you're very cunning and witty, and I believe every single word you say. Is that a compliment? I don't know. Yes, I'm not it sure. Is. <laughs> yeah. It's, I believe it. It is. Is that a compliment? It is. But also, you should know that some things I do say is are complete BS. Oh, is complete okay. BS? Are, com- are complete BS. Are complete BS. I can't actually say the word is BS, though. Is complete BS. Is completely BS. Okay. That sounds much better. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so... What, you know, you have a million, possibly a million people listening to, to the songs, climbing the charts. Uh, what are you hoping that, that people who listen to this, like, take away from it? Other than just, like, being, like, oh, this is an awesome song or whatever. Like, is there yeah. a message behind that? That's a good question. I think, like, resonate with, with the same thing that when people read some of my poems, they're like, I had no idea that anyone else thought like this. Because I've heard some artists, too, where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what a relief. Yeah. Someone else thinks like this or someone else is feeling this or they're just like, I love the song. I love the word choice. So just like someone who's like loves the word choice, uh, you know, needs to feel that like yeah. emotional solidarity. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting because I'm like learning how to define my audience or like witness who my audience is. Yeah. Um, yeah. While just, you know, just continuing to do the content and and create the music and stuff like that because like a lot of the songs that come to me are just it's like they knock on my door and they're like hey we're ready to be written (laughs) yeah so it's got to be coming from somewhere um also from within experiences and stuff but also maybe from potential listeners down the line 
and I pick up on that and then yeah. can provide that avenue for them. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Because I, I, you know, I, I've talked about this a million times, you know, music for me is, you know, I had a thing on my Facebook for a while. Uh, it was a picture of my favorite singer and it said, you know, music is oxygen to me, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, it's like even more so than that music is therapy. Music is medicine for me personally, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I'm not a writer. Like I'm not a, a songwriter. I'm definitely not a singer. Uh, I can play a little guitar. Uh, you know, so as a consumer of music, mm-hmm. I, I like to know the messages behind what people are producing yeah. and what they're writing and, you know, and see, you know, cause sometimes it might be, you know, one person writes a song that is, uh, you know, about a certain specific thing that happened in their life. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it gets produced and released and into my ear holes, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm thinking of a whole different situation you know, like, mm-hmm. like a song that can be about the birth of a child could also spark the thought of a death of a loved one, mm. you know, dep- you know, the, the author and the message and the receiver could, yeah. could be completely unaligned, uh, in its, in its total, you know, in it's, in its delivery. But it's still, it's still like the same kind of thing that it's getting at. Um, actually, so the, to a- kind of answer a question that you had, um, the upcoming music releases, that I'm working on are my third album. Um, it's titled of thank you. So this is going to be psychedelic Americana and it does, it does talk about a lot of the things that we were mentioning about America, but in kind of, you know, in a poetic way, I'm not directly saying this or directly saying that. Although I do have a song on there titled 1776 to 1976. So I guess I'm pretty blatant about it. Um, then I have a single coming out on August 27th titled Nico Nico. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. yeah. I saw the promo for it on your Facebook I, I just started promoting it today. Yeah. Nice. So it stands, it's N-Y-K-O, N-Y-K-O. It stands for New York Knockout. I was coming back from New York City. I went there to record at a um, studio up there. And then I got back to LA and saw this license plate that was like N-Y-K-O. And I was like, oh, New York Knockout. Amazing. Wow. That's so cool. So what is that song about? Um, the song is about, it's got like three different styles to it. So it's got like this, you know, this East Coast meets meets West Coast character who like is in New York City, but they're also an LA girl. So it's like kind of about myself, right? Um, but she, she, you know, she's a fierce individual. She don't take no BS, but she's also a, a lover in many regards. So it's talking about kind of like, you know, having like your, your, your writer woman, yeah. but being self. So then it also touches on some of the imagery, um, from being a part of like the jam band scene where we'll like just go on tour and follow a band and we'll just like, you know, so like if you go in the parking lot for like a dead and company show, there's a bunch of people selling t-shirts, tie dye, uh, burritos, pens, art, all sorts of stuff. Um, and that tradition comes from back in the day when people would follow the Grateful Dead around, they would mm-hmm. have to make enough money to get tickets for the next show, get a bus pass or gas for the next show. Um, so they'd sell stuff in the lot and it's kind of like its own self-sustaining economy. So the beginning of the song talks about like this girl showing up on lot or showing up to the parking lot for that day. And it's just like, you know, the grand entrance. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a jam band character for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, So you brought your guitar with you. I did. Do you have a song that we could have you play? Okay, cool. So uh, while you get set up there, uh, Moxie, why don't you tell people a little bit more about our Amazon link? 
Yes. So our Amazon link is one of the coolest things that we've done so far. I'm really proud of this. Uh, you know, not to brag, but it was kind of my idea. I've been doing this for years. Uh-huh. Yeah. For years. Yeah. I had one of these I had one of these Amazon referral links in nineteen ninety three. What? Yes. I knew about Amazon referral links long before it was cool. You're not even that much older. How old were you in ninety three? It was about a year and a half. Cool. Okay. No, not even. That <laughs> <laughs> was about six months. It was the registry. <laughs> <laughs> it was the registry. Uh, I'm still waiting for a lot of those uh, books to be delivered too. <laughs> they got lost in 97. So the Amazon account, um, basically, and there's going to be a link in the description, ha ha ha, uh, that you can bookmark on whatever your favorite browser is, whether it's Chrome, Safari, Internet Explorer, Firefox, whatever, uh, bookmark it on your browser. And whenever you use Amazon, because everybody uses Amazon these days, um, just click that link. It'll take you to the Amazon homepage. And then you can use that to start your shopping wherever you're starting from. Um, what that link does is it actually gives us 10% of your purchase and it does not cost you or us anything. Um, all it costs is a little bit of effort on your part and a little bit of promotion on our part. Um, but it's a great way for you to support the show. If you don't have any extra income, you know, if you want to support the show, you don't have any money that you can just direct donate to us or buy anything. But if you're planning, we on also don't accept donations. Also that, but we do have Venmo. So there's that, but like, <laughs> like, you know, if you're going to buy your groceries on Amazon this week, if you buy groceries on Amazon, if you buy beauty products, if you buy books, if you buy your, your textbooks for heaven's sake, like use that link to start your Amazon shopping and then we'll get 10% of that. And it's an easy, easy way to support the show. Um, once you get it set up, there's pretty much, you know, no hassle and it gives us a little bit of extra income so we can keep doing this for you. Awesome. So we're going to also take a quick commercial break because I have to set one more track up. Uh, we'll be back in uh, anywhere between 30 seconds and 12 minutes, depending on how many commercials I put in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. We're back. Uh, we are with Kendra Mickey. She is an author of the book, The Politics of. You also have another book uh, that we're going to, I'm going to, give me one second. You're not in the stream just yet. Uh, you have another book uh, that's also available, correct? Yeah. Uh, what's that one called? Project Non-Arc Operation Clown School. That, that sounds scary. It was a weird time in my life that I wrote that from. Did you go to clown school? Um, it felt like it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I have a funny story about that that maybe I'll tell after this. Okay, well, we're running really low when on time. I so. clown school. Uh, what? When you went to clown school? No, a professor of mine, actually. Oh, <laughs> we, we've, we've told that story on the podcast Have before. Have I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, cool. Uh. <laughs> Never mind. Kendra, you have the floor. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little about the song you're about to play for us. Okay, so this is the upcoming single um, that I'll play for you. It's titled Nyko Nyko. It's the New York Knockout. Um, Yay, I'm so excited. Yeah.
drop shoes on like the type you see smiling round town she my girl draw a circle round the world or a straight baller headed to Chinatown gotta get some fresh water the feet to my foster she's my Nyko Nyko my new York knockout isn't being walking lively yeah my Nyko Nyko my new York knockout I'm talking about trapezing through the season, instrumentation, man, wheezing, air fresh death, bass happy G clef. I'm 33 out of four, bailing blues while you swing open the barn door, shook up on shore. Singing sound, it's frantic. Sound, it's mild reprieve of now. Gotta make it out somehow. Cause she's my Nyko, Nyko. My New York knockout isn't being walking lively. Nyko, Nyko. My New Talking about love is real, not fade away. You know I had to say it this way. Night on night on night, blue jean, baby, my LA lady, my night on night on. My New York knockout and being walking lively. My night go, night go. My New York knockout won't need to shout. You know who I'm talking about. Love is real, not fade away. My blue jeans. That's awesome. All right. Thank you. Very cool. I actually really enjoyed that. Thank you. You know who your voice uh, instantly? I was like, have you heard of the Indigo Girls? Mm, yeah. Reminded me so much of Indigo Girls. Just Very like, cool. That was amazing. I'll have to listen to some of their stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was really cool. Thanks. And I just felt like transported to another place. 
Thank I you. like that she was a New York knockout, but also an L.A. baby. L.A. lady. Lady, yeah, sorry. My blue jean baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I get the... I guess that brings in some of the Elton John um, ballet yeah. dancer song or the, yeah. the tiny dancer song. Thank yeah. you. I was trying yeah. to figure out what that was from. Yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. You didn't know that? Well, no, I, I knew what it was, wow. but like I couldn't place it immediately. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it brings into effect like the fact that the L.A. lady, the seamstress for the band, and I said she was kind of like this like jam band figure who's always there like, you know, backstage or doing whatever, doing whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting like to like be so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so we are, we are running out of time, but we have one more signature question for you. Yes. Uh, so Moxie. All right. Take here's, it away. Here's the big one. Yeah. Can you have more than one best friend? Oh, outside my. of significant <laughs> others and family. Um, yeah, I think that we can have more than one best friend, but at the end of the day, we always have our like rider, our right rider die yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the person you can call up at two a.m. and you're like, "You are never gonna believe this," and they're like, <laughs> "Oh no, he didn't." And you're like, "Yes, he did." <laughs> That's a conversation I have with myself every day. Yeah, that exact one. Yeah, I just talk to myself saying that same thing. Uh, <laughs> oh no, he didn't. <laughs> well, yes, he uh, did. The link is in the description. (laughs) The description's in the link. Um, Kendra, thank you so much for for coming on to this podcast. Uh, Tell us where people can find you online. Definitely. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Ken Bunny, K-E-N-B-U-N-N-Y. You can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you you like to listen. Um, I'm Kendra and the Bunnies. Kendra and the Bunnies, and um, do, 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 do. My, my books are on Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, Kendra Mickey, last name is M-U-E-C-K-E. If you want to book me for a show or do some sort of PR or get to know me on a different level, you can reach out to me, Kendra and the Bunnies, MGMT at gmail.com. Awesome. Also, if you light a candle and say my name three times in a mirror and spin around, I will arrive. <laughs> I'm testing that tonight. Yes. I warned you. <laughs> I, she just got me a candle, so. Perfect. I did. <laughs> it's a mandal. Oh. It's a man candle. <laughs> Can you handle the mandal? <laughs> you can't handle the mandal. <laughs> All right. Too much going on here. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for doing this. Thank uh, you. Also, if you are, I'm talking to the listeners right now, if you're interested in podcasts, uh, I'm going to be on Kendra's podcast uh, probably sometime around the same time that this is released. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Probably in about like two months or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the 28th or 29th or mm-hmm, 26th or mm-hmm. something like that of September is mm-hmm. when we're recording. I don't know when it's yeah. going to be released. Uh, we'll so, be backlogged by a little bit, but not yeah. much. Yeah. We're going to hold this episode hostage until you release yours. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm totally or at least until the single comes out. Because <laughs> also... <laughs> yeah, no, this this will come out way before that. So, oh, it's okay. The sing- I've performed the single quite a bit, but it's different with like all the uh, other instruments as well. Yeah, very cool. All right, Kendra, I'm kicking you out of the live stream here real quick. Uh, Bapa Booey, Mox and I are going to go take a quick commercial break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to have more stuff to talk about and things and stuff and other things and words, commercials. Ah, bye.
that was our interview with Kendra Mickey. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Mickey. Music. Is it? How do you pronounce her name? Kendra Mickey. I'm going to ask. Mickey Mouse. I'm going to ask her. Kendra. Oh, wait. I think you're right. Uh, that was a great episode. One of my favorites we've done in a of long time. I'm right. Um, and don't, don't be a braggy. Miss Braggy Brag Brag Brag. brag I'm always brag. right. Oh, what was your favorite part of that episode? My favorite part of that episode was talking about uh, the things that she does and 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 why she does them. Uh, actually, my favorite part of the interview was actually what happened before the interview started, where uh, I, accident- like, I accidentally uh, freaked her out by asking her if she brought a copy of her book. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was that was a that was an interesting moment for sure. Yeah, uh, it's all good. It's all good. She's, she's cool people. I'm going to be on her podcast in a couple of, about a month, actually. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so I will make sure to leave the details somewhere for you people to listen to that. Also, just FYI, I've been on a lot of podcasts the last couple of weeks. Um, and I was just on one this last week uh, called Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey. Uh, if you are interested at all in what I do, uh, not what I do, uh, where I came I'm from. I'm interested. we had a conversation about this you're supposed to be nicer to me actually the conversation was the opposite still it's a two-way street sister dollar in the jar i was already nice to you no that's not true dollar in the jar you said to retaliate so i'm retaliating i'm also shaking it's cold not what i said but okay Okay. Uh, if you are at all interested in my life story, uh, Jason Palmer, the host of that show, did a really good job of getting me to open up and talk about things that I never thought I'd talk about on an open mic. So go check that out. The link will be in the description down below. Uh, Moxie, make sure to put that link in the description down below. Will do. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have a plane to catch. You do? No, I have to drive up north. What? We, we talked about this. I am leaving to go up north for work. Right. For a week. Yeah. You're going to the, the, the oak trees. This is, this is, you're weird. You're, you're going to see trees. No. You're going to see oak. No. Oak. Oaky. Oaky afterbirth. Uh, well usually Ruben asks me what my favorite part of the episode was because I think he likes putting me on the spot but he didn't do that this time so I wanted to say that my favorite part of the episode was her life quote which is nothing of me is original I am the combined effort of everything I've ever known and I thought that was a really really cool quote also Walt Whitman Also, Walt Whitman. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> also, Walt Whitman. <laughs> Just randomly walking on this. Also, Walt. Who's Walt Whitman? What? Who's Walt? Whitman? Also, Walt Whitman. My name's Ruben J. And I'm Moxian. And wait. And we. Wait. Are out of time. Wait. 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 Goodbye. Wait. No. We.
we missed something really important. You can't stop the episode yet. Goodbye, internet. No, not yet. Not yet. Is your computer plugged in? What? Is your computer plugged in? What? Is your computer plugged in? Yeah. Are you sure? Because you're starting to lag. I am? Yeah. Oh. Well, this was episode 59. 59? Wow. We would have been better off with you and just not saying anything. I know, but I'm committed at this point. Bye! Bye! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.